Christmas day is over. I hope yours was as wonderful as mine. But I confess, a lot of it goes by me like a video played on fast forward. And after a few hours, the memory of it tends to blur, except for those extraordinary bits of sensory material that have impressed themselves on me for one reason or another. That's why I think that even those of us who have been present at the same event, we tend to remember different parts of it. The significance of an event is only understood later, much later. Sometimes it's only after many years when we look back on the journey of our lives that we begin to see the map of where we have been and where we are going. One of my favorite authors, Frederick Beekner, wrote a book he calls Listening to Your Life. The idea of the book is that God speaks to us in the events of our lives, in the boredom and pain of it, as well as in wonderfully happy times like Christmas yesterday. And that is our business. It is our business, our duty, our vocation to touch taste, and smell our way to the hidden, holy part of our lives. In the last analysis, says Beekner, all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace. It is into our personal lives that God speaks. It's the idea that God speaks through the events of our lives in all their complexity and variety, through the harmonies and the discord. And our job, Beekner would tell us, is to listen hard enough and long enough and carefully enough so that we can hear what God is saying to us, so we can understand what God is telling us. And it goes without saying that God's message is not obvious. It's hidden. Why is that? Beekner suggests that our lives can be thought of as an alphabet by which God graciously makes known his presence and his purpose and his power. But like the Hebrew alphabet, the alphabet of grace has no vowels, just a line of consonants strung together with no punctuation at all, so that the words are always cryptic and their meaning is hidden. Not because God chooses to be obscure, but because the meaning of God's word is the meaning to the receiver, to the one spoken to. Self-knowledge is a prerequisite in order for us to make sense of it all. We are the ones to supply the vowels and the punctuation of self-knowledge. God's meaning becomes clear and effective only when we take the trouble to ferret it out for ourselves. And that brings us to this morning's gospel. The gospel of John is generally thought to be the last gospel written. The prologue to the gospel that you heard is John's substitute for the Christmas story. 
Strange, isn't it? Because you remember that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he entrusted his mother Mary to his disciple John. This is not John the Baptist. He was dead by this time. This John is the son of Zebedee, brother of James, one of the fishermen. We are told that from that day on, Mary went to live in John's home. Now, if they were together for even a few years, wouldn't you think that she would have told him about the birth of Jesus, about Bethlehem and the shepherds? And if she told him, why didn't he use the story in his gospel? By tradition, Mary was a well-educated person for her time, having been taught as a child in the synagogue, unusual for a girl. Also by tradition, in her later years, she became a significant theologian of the early church. Perhaps then this prologue to the Gospel of John, the only classical Greek in the entire New Testament, originated in the, mother, in the mind of the mother of Jesus years after the event of his birth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Maybe what we have just heard was the reflection of an older Mary, many years after the events of Jesus' birth and life and death and resurrection. Maybe this is Mary's understanding as she began to read God's words in the events of her life and her son's life. Maybe this is the distillation the significance of the events we usually associate with Christmas. Perhaps to the mature Mary, these profound words were far more important than the sweet memories of the shepherds and the manger. Perhaps these are the words that tell us the meaning of the birth of the baby in the manger. The light that shines in the darkness had come, and to all, all who received him as that light, he gave the power to become children of God. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, the Christ, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Perhaps Mary had reflected long enough on the events of her life so that she was able to read the words written in the alphabet of grace, the message of God for herself and for all of us. I pray that we too would learn to listen to our lives as Mary did and hear the word of God written there. Amen.